Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, it is always a pleasure to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. Glad to be back with you again this week. I'm actually coming to you from Atlanta, where we were visiting one of our top carriers for Driver Appreciation Week this week. That's right, and if you're just tuning in yesterday, we had a huge reveal for a cabin makeover in our Transfix My Rig contest with Jess Graham and Jason Cameron of CBS's Secret Celebrity Renovation. You can go on our LinkedIn page for a playback of that reveal, and all week long we're dropping facts and polls to help you understand the life of a trucker even better for National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Right, Maze? You're right, Jenny. Drivers are the backbone of our economy. Throughout the pandemic, they were among the frontline workers who finally got their time in the spotlight. Out of approximately 158 million working adults in the United States, three and a half million of these workers are truck drivers. Even though being a truck driver is one of the most common jobs in 29 states, most people still don't realize how demanding of a lifestyle it is. Demanding for sure, and not just physically, but also mentally, as life on the road can be really lonely if you're just driving by yourself. Jenny, I know you know extremely well with all the work that you do behind the scenes. Life on the road can be very difficult when driving an average of 125,000 miles a year. To say nothing of spending two thirds of their nights sleeping somewhere other than home. That's right, Maze. And although National Truck Driver Appreciation Week is one week out of the entire year, here at Transfix, we think of it as 365 days. You look around your apartment, your house, your home office, your office, everything has been delivered by a truck. So think about that the next time you see a truck driver on the road. Now let's get into the markets. Maze, I'm looking at you for an update on what's been going on. All right, Jenny, let's get back into the freight markets. In the past seven days, truckload markets have remained super quiet and we haven't witnessed much change in spot rates or capacity. However, we should anticipate the Pacific Northwest will heat up in the coming weeks, as it is the time of year this region experiences an increase in produce volume. With increased produce volume, we will usually see pressure hit the reefer capacity before spreading over to the dry van capacity throughout Q4. Jenny, I know you are well aware of this, but you know Q4 in the Pacific Northwest is also Christmas tree season. I know it's only September, so let's not get ahead of ourselves, but Christmas tree season does have an impact on overall capacity in that region as well. Hey, Maze, fun fact. So once a tree has been cut, its lifespan is similar to produce in that it must be hauled longer distances by a reefer truck to preserve it for customers or consumers. But back to the update. As truckload markets continue to be well in favor of shippers, we recognize that it would take a lot of change and momentum to shift rates back in the favor of carriers. The holiday season usually presents an opportunity for such momentum shift, but this year it probably won't, not unless issues in other parts of the supply chain continue to grow in a way that impacts the truckload sector. So you've given us a little bit of a crystal ball hint at what the rest of the market could look like through Q4 and the rest of the year, but let's get into more of tender rejections and how low they're actually getting. You're right, Jenny. Tender rejections continue to lower, and how low can they go is a great question. Like spot rates, tender rejections haven't made much noise other than continuing their slow decline. And like you've called out, how low can they go? Can they go below 5%? Well, currently tender rejections sit at 5.24% nationally. I do not see them going significantly lower than they are at present as we are starting to hit that floor on spot rates. Okay, and what about contract rates? Are we seeing anything different there? Well, Jenny, for contract rates, they are continuing to decline 
they could actually end up putting pressure onto the spot market. As contract rates become less lucrative over time, this would start the vicious cycle that our industry is accustomed to. And this should come as no surprise as we're really embarking on peak holiday season, so we're going to start to see this swing. Contract rates did take a nosedive throughout the month of August. This was because the spot market started falling off a cliff in March, which prompted shippers to reprice lanes. We called this out back, I wanna say a little over a month ago, and we were really seeing this play out throughout the month of August, and we expect it to continue throughout the month of September. So Maze, I know I always ask you this, like it seems like every other week, but where do you see the spot market going and do you see it swinging in favor of carriers at some point or another? Well, Jenny, I don't see spot rates going much farther and I do believe they hit the floor because contract rates are really starting to go on a decline themselves. You know, Maze, these ebbs and flows between the spot market and the contract market almost feel like a game of football, which seems appropriate because we're right in the middle of that season too. Over the summer, shippers started negotiating their contract rates and got to pull them back downward through the month of August. They were able to push down contract rates in a very impactful way, just like carriers were able to do in the beginning of pandemic and push contract rates in an impactful way upward. All right, May, so let's get into the broader market and things that shippers and carriers should keep an eye out for as we start to progress through the rest of the year. Well, Jenny, you are 100% right. There are other factors that we need to continue to keep our eye on. And one is certainly the weather. The past few weeks have been pretty active in the Atlantic Ocean, including multiple named storms. A major hurricane or a continuation of issues at the East Coast ports could wind up being the factor that pushes more freight into the spot market and starting this cycle. All right, amazing. you know I'm gonna bring this up, but of course, rail could have a strike on Friday if they don't come to a negotiation that is suitable for both labor unions. Let's talk about how that impacts the entire supply chain, but specifically inland trucking moving forward. You're right, Jenny. The past week, industry headlines have been centered around the potential rail union strike that might occur at the end of this week. September 16th is the deadline currently. And with 10 out of 12 unions coming to an agreement, there still remain two that have not. And these two unions are the largest two. And if an agreement is not made by Friday, September 16th, the two sides may agree to extend the cooling off period until mid-October or not. All right, well, what happens if those two major unions don't come to an agreement, Mays? Well, Jenny, if neither of those two happen, because rail is a major artery of the U.S. supply chain, Congress could take action themselves and prevent a strike if these parties are not able to reach an agreement on their own. It's important to call out, Jenny, that some railroads have already taken action by starting to cut back on service they offer out of fears that a strike could leave cargo abandoned on rails across the country as workers just walk off the job. This means we might see some of this freight spill over into the truckload market. I'm still doubtful that a possible strike will impact the truckload markets in a significant manner but there certainly is potential. And as the East Coast ports are still battling an oversupply of empty containers with a lack of chassis, that deja vu story that we are too familiar with, the additional rail issues could worsen the problem. But again, Jenny, I remain optimistic to where I do not believe we're gonna see a tightening of the truckload market throughout the month of September. But Q4 could be a potentially different story if these issues continue to bottle up and gain more momentum. All right, well, you heard the man. 
Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to thank a trucker as you see them on the road. We'll see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.